Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to HCS Pro Talk, your weekly Halo Esports podcast. This is episode 36 for the week of September 4th, 2018. My name is Josh, aka JK Fire, and today I am joined by the one who got back from, I imagine, a wonderful lunch <laughs> and afternoon on this amazing Labor Day weekend. Will, aka I am Mr. Mayhem. Will! How are you today? Doing good. Ate a lot of food. I'm I'm full. Yeah. Feeling feeling I'm stuffed, so I'm like comfortable. I'm ready for a nap. Are you feeling this? I'm feeling it. <laughs> I'm good. How are you doing? I am great. Yeah. Today has been a handful, to say the least. Okay. Why why a handful? So along with the normal segments we're going to be talking about in this episode, just want to quickly explain that for the first time ever, Will and I are going to be fully diving deep into a major news story that we've come across over the past couple weeks. It has been a collaborative effort with multiple people involved, and we believe we have everything we need to talk about to fully give you everything that we have. So, it is in regards to... Should we just say it now? Yeah. Okay, so it's in regards to the Pro Battle League. And... Frankly, we're not happy with the way things have been happening. And I will get into an apology later, um, because we're going to have the show go on like normal for a little bit here. But do know that me personally, because I talked about it, I was naive in thinking about these pros being able to play in the league. Okay? A full apology will come later on in the show, and we also have a major news story to talk about as well. So please stay tuned for that. But Will. Yeah. What do we always start our show off with? Roster Mania! We're starting with some Roster Mania. Your facial expression weirded me out there for a second. Yeah, so um, I'm going to be deleting a segment here of the audio clip because as I wrote, the mic picked up the... No shit. So, um, yeah, I didn't want that to be going on in the background. So that's why I was making a funny face. But anyway... I'm going to be telling you guys all about the rosters we found throughout the week. People who have been moving, so here we go. Out of the LATAM region, we have Sirius LATAM. This is uh, Losing You, D2W Ducks, Murax, and Uncanny. We have Los Maiku, Miku, which includes Method, Vistral, Secreto, and I'm Serious is God. Uh, we also have a team called Woosaw? Where? What the fuck? All right. <laughs> That's the best segment ever. Oh we have, God. and on this team, we have Goes Up, Sexy God, Genis, and Azide. We have Team Ogax. What? Seriously, guys, what are you doing with your team names? I fucking um, love the Latam region for their names. This is amazing. On this team is... Is it suicide? Suicide? I don't know. Alex Martinez or Martinex. Popo Papa. Good name. And Elise. The next team, VGS. This team includes Waiting, Absolute, Dear Hater, and Intros with the Z. Love how you put emphasis on that too. You, you have Intros. to. You have to. If it's a Z instead of a S, you got to put it the emphasis on the Do Z. Do it up. Um, next, we have Team Ghost MX. 
which is amnesia, mind, top-down, and savage. And that's it for LATAM. Thank God for you. (laughs) Coming out of the Australia-New Zealand region, we have Lethal Nature, which includes Della Vega, O'Gram, Mark Frazier, and Rambo. Thank you for having names I can pronounce. Next, we have Osprey Gaming, which is IC Jim, Enigma, Wheezy, and Veptify. I'm going to say no thank you for having names that he can pronounce. Because uh, I like have, it when he struggles. Josh doesn't have as much fun. <laughs> Coming out of the EU, we have Old Colt Gaming, which is so oh, snaky. Snipe Drone, Shadyzer, and Cristola. I think Josh forgot it's something. It's out cold. Oh, it's out cold gaming. Out I'm a cold. fucking idiot. I mean, old cold is like, what? But it, yeah, it's out, out cold. cold. I'm so sorry. Josh messed up the show I'm notes. pretty damn sure it's out cold gaming. And that's the roster that they're bringing to uh, HCS London. Awesome. Yeah. Next, we have Skit Light, which is Beatley, Quachi, Quicksilver, and Simpan. Sure. And we have We Vicious, which is Outcast, Censure, Snipes, and Deadeye. Then we have Team Polaris, which is Slumpy, French Router, Haulers, and Shabby Dagger. And then coming out of North America here, we have Best... F- what? Yep. Best Eyebrows H5 Druck, which includes Rami, Druck 844, Soul Snipe, and Divine Damsel. And that's it for Rostermania this week. <laughs> Latam, please stop doing this to me. I still feel like a fucking idiot because I seriously, I seriously believe it's out cold gaming. I'm pretty okay. damn sure. You know, typos on my part. I apologize for that. But uh, yeah, that is that. But what it's not it for is Will's Adventures Within the Halovers. Will. Yeah. What video games have you been playing? Um... And have you continued Halo 4? I have not continued Halo 4. That's why I started the segment with what other games have you been playing? Because <laughs> you kind of knew. Yep. Um, well, I caught up on my challenges for Fortnite. Nice. Because who's not playing Fortnite these days? Me. Well, you're an outlier. <laughs> I am an outlier. <laughs> um, I did jump into some MCC last night. It was a fucking amazing time. It was good. Um, Halo, I found out I'm pretty good with the BR on Halo 4. It feels good. Oh my god, guys, we have another person that actually likes Halo 4 in the house. (laughs) Um, We're a very small minority group here. Yep. I hate the spawns, the weapon spawns on Halo 3. Like, you start with the AR and pistol, which you can really not do any damage with. Yep. Every, everybody's voiced their concerns over that. It's really bad. Yep. Um, AR, AR pistol start in Halo 3 socials. Terrible. Yep. So give me a BR and I'll be happy. I agree. Um, but yeah, Halo 2. Um, obviously, there's a huge player base for that. And I get shit on because I don't know Halo 2 yet. Sure. Um, once I become more familiar with the maps, better strategy, whatnot, I feel like I'll be more comfortable and have more fun with it. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, no, it's a good time. Longest on, uh, CE was kind of a bitch. <laughs> it was Nade City. It was, it's all it is. Just yep. Nades. I did, um, I did get a triple kill on that map. Nice. So that felt good. Yep. Um, 
Granted, we did pin them in their base, and all you had to do was keep throwing nades at them, and it was just over. Shout out to, uh, shout out to Zach and Alex. You guys know who you are. We know how much you love Longest. Yeah. There you go. Will actually had a decent time on Longest. Yeah. Yeah. So, no, it was good playing some some MCC. And then with uh, Destiny 2's DLC being released, we delve back in a little bit on that. Tomorrow. Releases tomorrow. Releases tomorrow. Rece- yes. Releases the day you're listening to this, hopefully, which is Tuesday. Yes. And yeah. then, um, but yeah, we, we played a little bit before that. Yes, we did. Um, they have been slowly adding things into the game, which makes it feel a little bit more like Destiny 1, which I think people, there's, there were, there were positives and negatives from Destiny 1. Mm-hmm. They are working to improve still. Yes. Destiny 2, they released what they thought the community was going to want. Turns out they, they changed some things that the community hated well, or didn't thing, like. The thing that I can't stand is that when the Taken King came out for Destiny 1, right, um, for those who don't know, for those listening to this segment for the first time, yes, we talk about Halo that we've played, but we also talk about other games that we played as well, just to give some context here. Hence why we're talking about Destiny in a Halo podcast. Um, but the thing that I couldn't stand is that when the Taken King came out with Destiny 1, it completely changed the formula, right? And everyone was so happy. It brought new experiences. It brought new challenges, things to go for. It completely revamped the game mm-hmm. from Destiny as we know it. When Destiny 2 came out, it's like they completely took what Taken King was, threw it in the fucking garbage, and they're like, hey, what if we just did it all over again, but this time remove everything that we already made great about it? Let's do that. Yeah. And so with Forsaken coming out the day that this episode releases, people are saying, and the developers are saying as well, that this is Destiny 2 is the Taken King. Right? Yep. Completely redoes everything, adds in more challenges, things to do, blah, blah, blah. So, yes, I'm hopeful that it's like that, but I also am keeping my expectations in line where when Destiny 3 comes out, hopefully they don't fucking go back on everything they've done again. Right. And, um, yeah, with the, with, with moving into Destiny 2, they also kind of got rid of that secret hunting. They did, yep. Which was um, huge into keeping the player base going. Mm-hmm. And then they also got rid of the random rolls on the guns. Yes. Which, from a casual player standpoint, I understand why. Yeah. But for the diehards, like, that's what you grind for, is you might be playing Crucible to get the best new scout rifle, and you get it finally, but it's not the right roll. You don't get the right perks on it. Exactly. So you keep playing for it. And it... And that want to keep going for something keeps the player base there and keeps it going, keeps it playing. Also time to see if uh, they bring back re-rolling. Oh, yes, where you could, if you got the gun, you could go to the gunsmith and pay, re-roll the perks on yep, it so you can get the one yep, you want. pay in-game currency to... Right. So I don't know, if, I, I, I personally don't know if that's, in the, if that's the case. I don't know if that's going to be yep. in Forsaken. I don't know. But we'll see. Yeah. I'm excited for it. Me too. I'm, I'm, so I know people love, love to shit on Destiny, but I'm in a mindset where more Destiny is good Destiny, right? I just want to play more new varied content. And as long as they keep giving that to me, then I will continue to play said game. Do I think the DLC is expensive? Yes. And what I mean by that is Forsaken, no. Forsaken being 40 bucks, I don't think that's overly expensive, realistically speaking. You're, you're, if it's anything like the Taken King, then you're basically getting another game. Like a full other game. Yeah. But Curse of Osiris and 
um, Warmind. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they weren't. They were not worth twenty bucks a piece. No, not at all. So, I get where people are coming from, but the gunplay is second to none, and it looks, it plays great, it sounds amazing. Destiny is not a bad video game by any stretch of the imagination. Yes, they've done some stupid shit in the past. Hopefully Forsaken fixes all that. That's what I'll say. All right. Anything else, Will? What else have you been playing? I did jump into some Halo 5 after we played MCC last night. How'd that go? Uh, long matchmaking times. But Typical. I uh, I shit on some kids and it felt great. <laughs> what a playlist are you playing? Uh, just social. Very nice. Whatever, a quick play. Sure. Yeah. I can understand that. That's good. I... Uh, my shot was just on, and it felt it felt good. It felt good. See, I just think that MCC update, and I get there are still issues with it, okay? But, and I tweeted this out, I have never had, I haven't had this much fun playing any video game. Not just Halo. Any video game. Since Halo 3's midnight release. I honest to God say that. See, I, I really enjoy the un- MCC update, but I can't play it alone. If I'm playing it alone, I get too bored. Like, I need sure. to play with friends to I can, enjoy that. I can completely understand that as well. Um, It's just, it just feels so fucking good. It feels so good. Not just shot registration and all that, but the population's there. The population size is finally there. You find a match damn near instantly. Now, I have heard people say out there that they haven't, and I, I I, personally have yet to experience this. Maybe I'm getting on during peak times, I don't know, but I'm able to find matches damn near instantly. Well, we were playing at midnight central time, which isn't really a peak time. True. And we were Very finding true. matches. We only had one instance where we had to wait, and it still wasn't as long as a Halo 5 wait. Exactly. It wasn't anywhere near yeah. a Halo 5 wait. Um, No, it's... I think when so we played the social slayer playlist. Yep. Okay. So it was a mixture of one, two, two anniversary, three, and four. Okay. Our first four or five matches in a row were all Halo 4. So and then we had a couple twos, a one, and a couple threes. It just seemed like the emphasis was on four a lot there. Yeah, we did. Um, and even towards the end, we had a couple fours mixed in. Exactly. So hopefully they're able to fine-tune that to give equal opportunity for every game in the in the playlist um i know i can just as easily go play halo 4 if i want to um but no i think it's i think the update is incredible uh everybody that worked on the update thank you you guys do a phenomenal job uh to all the haters out there that are being just absolutely rude and whatnot to these developers shut the fuck up (laughs) just stop doing it come on they work their ass off you have no idea what goes into it yeah and the fact that they were that 343 was willing to go back and fix this game for the community is just beyond great. It's exactly. technically a free update. Yep. All this work for free. Yep. I would love for there. I was talking to Dom about this. I would love for there to be like a documentary um, on the creation of MCC up to and the release of this update. Okay. So like from, from its inception, when MCC was conceived mm-hmm. to the point where it released, uh, multiplayer was broken tons of bugs and whatnot to this period of time where we didn't know what the fuck was going to happen. The update being announced, the update being released, right? Yep. 
there are rumors abound out there that um, uh, they were under pressure to release it at a certain time frame, like MCC in general, right? Sure. And when they released it, okay, the rumors are, and I don't have any actual information on this, I'm just saying, the rumors are that Microsoft told them, okay, that's done, you need to work on 5 now, and that's it. Like, you're done with MCC. When they didn't want to stop, right? They knew things were wrong. They wanted to fix those things that were wrong. Okay? You, what people need to understand is, is that there's contracts out there. There are things in place that, and there are deadlines that are made that need to be met. It's as simple as that. That's why you see things shipped in a broken state. It's exactly why. Because deadlines need to be met. People need to get paid. So, yes, it shipped in a shitty state. I was able to play through the campaigns just fine. But that's just me. Um, but yes, as Will said, it is great that they took the time to fix this. Because it, it's fucking fixed. Yeah. Feels great. I can't wait to get back into it. Like, when we were playing last night, we played for, what, four or five hours? Yeah. And I wanted to keep going. But oh, it's me like, too. I need to go to sleep. Right? And I haven't had that feeling in a really long time for any game. Yeah. To just want to sit there and keep playing for hours on end with my friends. It just, it brought back so much. It felt, it just felt so good. So I'm, I'm very, I'm very happy. I'm very grateful. And that's that. Anything else you've been playing well? Nah, that's, that's about it for me. Just quickly. Dibble dabbled in League. Yep. Of Legends. Actually, had a pretty good time. It's not bad. That's good. Uh, Dibble Dabble and more Overwatch. Got to play the game. The one game I played. Felt pretty good. I play Soldier 76, by the way. Not that it matters. I'm a scrub lord. Play the easy one. (laughs) I have Overwatch and I haven't played it in half a year. We should play. It's a nice nice mouse and keyboard game. Sure, sure. It just feels good. And I don't play games on mouse and keyboard and it just feels good. So, um... Played through Mega Man X5. Game's not good. And then uh, played more WoW. That's all I got. Okay. Yeah. Well, if that's it, Will, we should get into some news. First and foremost, Warzone Turbo is back within Halo 5. Check it out if you're a Warzone fan. Cannon Fodder Issue 103 is out right now. Go ahead and check it out. Dives into lore a little bit more in the Halo universe. Good stuff. Halo Silent Storm, the Master Chief novel that we got that excerpt from not too long ago. It releases the day that this episode airs, Tuesday, September 4th. So uh, I know I'm going to be picking it up. Will, I don't know if you're going to be picking it up. Hopefully you pick it up. Okay. Uh, (laughs) The Halo community update was posted over on HaloWaypoint.com. Um couple tidbits from that article that along with everything else we talk about are going to be in the show notes of course mcc is officially on games pass if you're a game pass subscriber download it it like we just gushed about it's great um griff ball is actually back within halo 5 right now as well as a rotational playlist go ahead and check it out shoddy snipers is re-entering the fray as well plus the beginning of halo 5's next new arena season which will see new maps come into the rotation for both the slayer and swat playlists it's all happening Next week. And by next week, I don't know if it means like this week or like literally next week. So just keep your eyes glued to Halo 5 servers. I mean, to Halo 5's playlist and see if your stuff, see if that stuff gets added. 
Then we had an MCC status update get posted. And uh, we're going to read through some of this information. Will just wide-eyed, opened his eyes, thinking, holy shit, this is a lot of information that Josh is going to read and it's going to get boring. There's, there's paragraphs on this page. There are paragraphs, but God damn it, we got to read through it. First and foremost, following the release of the latest major patch this week, we wanted to share an update on a few topics that are top of mind with MCC players and the development team. Playlists. First, thank you to all of our players who are playing MCC matchmaking. The team has worked hard to create an update driven by community feedback and passion our team has for making the best Halo experience possible. We intentionally launched with a smaller, focused set of playlists in an effort to deliver optimal matchmaking experiences as we knew it would take time for the update to uh, propagate and for the player population to rise. We've heard from many of you that you're disappointed to find your favorite playlist isn't currently offered and we want to provide some insight into the team's plans going forward. Now that the latest patch is out in the wild, we are monitoring feedback, validating game data, and jumping into games to experience things firsthand with all of you. Halo MCC includes a total of five multiplayer engines, each of which includes dozens of different game variants. In addition, each game included in Halo MCC features 10 plus unique playlists for their original retail release, delivering an, an experience that satisfies all our players requires a delicate balancing act. Going forward, we will make our MCC playlist selection process even more transparent and community integrated. Our selection process will be driven by three core pillars. First being 343 experience and discussion. We want to create a great experience for Halo players both new and old. Our team consists of hardcore Halo pros and passionate experienced developers who a mix of franchise veterans and newcomers all playing Halo week over week, looking at the long-term future of Halo the Master Chief Collection from a variety of angles. As we have done with our insider blogs on Waypoint, we will continue to share our thoughts and plans along the way and solicit your feedback. The second pillar being data. We need to balance playlist population across regions, ensure that each playlist offers a diversity of players at various skill ranks and experience levels, and keep an eye on the amount of negative behaviors within each map and game type combination. We also have several years worth of playlist data from previous Halo releases that help us understand popularity trends over time. Building a great playlist experience will require us to continuously comb through this data to find trends that serve as a bridge between the 343 experience and our community voice. We will look to share more of this data in the future. Your voice comes through this data. Please vote with your playtime and your favorite playlists. And the final pillar being community voting. We've regularly polled our community via the Halo Insider program and always encourage players to share their consecutive, uh, constructive feedback. In the future, we will look to gather feedback from a larger pool of players and to make these surveys even more public-facing. Keep an eye on Waypoint for more information soon. Our goal is to continue including the community directly in this process. This has been done previously through multiple feedback threads online, surveys, and discussions across multiple social media outlets. We take these pieces under advisement, and the playlists you are seeing today directly reflect the feedback of the community as a whole. To continue to shape these offerings, we would like players to take a new survey for the next rotational playlist and give input on the weighting of, of map and game type selections for Halo 3's Team Arena. You can take the survey at the link that they provide in the article that we will provide in the show notes. Playlist update. We're currently targeting Wednesday, September 5th, for the next MCC playlist update. Now that the patch is out, Xbox Game Pass is in effect, and the population is growing, the team feels comfortable expanding the playlist offerings. On Wednesday, we're aiming to roll out the full lineup of launch playlists, which were landed on after extensive feedback and polling across the MCC community. Those playlists include... Social playlists include... Big Team Battle, which is all the games... Halo 3 Big Team Battle, Social Slayer, which includes all the games, Action Sack, Halo 3 Lone Wolves, and Halo 4 Team Arena. And for the ranked playlists, Halo 3 Team Arena, 
Halo 2 Anniversary Team Arena, Halo 2 Classic Team Arena, Halo CE Team Arena, Halo 3 Team Doubles, Halo 3 Team Hardcore, Halo 2 Classic Team Hardcore, and Halo CE Team Doubles. We'll be monitoring the playlist health and player engagement very closely to make sure that MCC is offering a positive matchmaking experience across all available playlists. This does mean that going forward, as some playlists potentially drop in popularity and we see engagement dip and matchmaking overall declining in health, those playlists and lists will be flagged for potential removal and likely added into the rotational lineup so they can be, uh, still be available for specific periods. Here's the list of MCC's current playlists in order of activity, popularity, as of September 1st. So, from the top bottom. Top to bottom. Social Slayer, Halo 3 BTB, Halo 3 Team Arena, Halo 3 Hardcore, Halo 2 Anniversary Team Arena, Halo 2 Classic Team Arena, Halo 4 Team Arena, Halo 2 Classic Hardcore, and Halo CE Doubles. Playlist Adjustments We've heard feedback and noticed ourselves that there are various aspects of some playlists that aren't quite right or warrant some additional fine-tuning. Expect to see some of these adjustments coming on Wednesday, such as lowering the weighting of Sniper's variants in some playlists, while others will unfortunately take a bit longer, like adding in the missing maps and modes from Halo 2 Classic Hardcore, which will require a proper game patch to remedy. We're also looking at removing some unpopular maps and variants as part of Wednesday's update. Regional Matchmaking Challenges We know players in some regions, particularly Australia, New Zealand, Asia, India, and, par uh, India, and parts of South America, are having difficulties getting into matchmaking games. The team is working on an update targeted for release next week that aims to expand the dedicated server ping latency connection limits to try and help players in some of these less populated regions find matches easier. These changes are going to be applied to social the social playlist initially and will be monitoring closely to determine impact and outcome to inform next steps. Known issues. To stay up to date with our known issues and things being done to MCC, please visit our community support board on Trello. Since the update, a few, high, a few new high-profile issues have been noted based on player feedback, and the team is working to investigate and resolve these as quickly as possible. A higher frequency of blood shots in Halo 2. Latency issues with matchmaking games. Parties in ranked matchmaking non-party teams. Players in ranked matchmaking entering games outside of a plus or minus 10 rank boundary. Aim acceleration, input lag for some players. Various exploits the community has voiced, and regional matchmaking difficulties. We are all excited to have this first update out the door and are happy to see so many players enjoying MCC again. We are hard at work on continuing to evolve and improve the experiences online and look forward to the continued feedback of our community. We'll share more details as we have progress to share. Sorry it took so long. <laughs> well, that's a lot of good information there, though, on yes. MCC. Because people, people are wondering about the playlist and whatnot. Why isn't this there? Why isn't this there? Why is this still broken? Yeah. They're still working on it. <laughs> Calm down. Everything's going to be fine. Fine. It's just fine. Shall we move on? Let's do it. Now for some competitive news. The HCS London Pool Draw Show and the North American 2K Finals information has been received. You can find out which group your favorite team by... Uh, your, wait, what? You can find out which, gro which group your favorite team lands in, I'm going to say, by tuning into the official HCS London Draw Show on September 4th on Mixer.com slash Halo and Twitch.tv slash Halo. The action will begin at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time, and will also feature match broadcasts from the final online 2K tournament, featuring the top North American teams all jockeying for prime position heading into London proper. So, we'll... In other words, Will and I will talk about this next week. But please make sure to tune in if you have the time to do so. I'm excited to see where teams end up. It'll be a good time. 
Next up, the American Griffball League of America, Fall League 2018, has been announced. And there's registration details as well. So, for those who don't know, myself included, until earlier this week, there's an American Griffball League. Which is pretty fucking cool. And damn it, we're going to cover it. Because of things that are no longer going to be covered later on. Um, we'll include a link you can check out. You can register if you're interested. And here's some information from that link as well. And I quote, Hey everyone, it's time for another season of Halo 5 Competitive Griffball. It's hard to believe the game type has lasted this long, but we've passed the 10-year milestone and we're still going strong. The one consistent through all the years is the AGLA, which has now maintained the bid structure to create teams for the last five years. This season will be fairly similar to last season, using the same settings and the duo captain setup going into bidding. The biggest potential change will be the possible exclusion of the Legacy League, which has been used in the last two seasons. If sign-up numbers drop from last season, it is likely that Fall League will return to the classic pro Ami split. More information to follow as we get further into the sign-up period. If you haven't done so already, join our Discord. Forms are mostly informational. This community lives on the Discord. Their Discord link will be included. Sign up for the AGLA Bid League signups for Fall League 2018. If you're interested in being a captain, use the link above as well. There's an option to opt into being a captain. This does not guarantee that you will be a captain for the fall season, but it is more than likely. If you're chosen a captain, administration will be in close contact with you, and you'll be able to bring a teammate to duo with. Every team starts with two players going into bidding. The dates for bidding are to be determined, and will not be selected until the, after the captains and duos are chosen. All players are expected to abide by our code of conduct, and all players are expected to abide by the AGLA rules. The fall league schedule is not set in stone as signups can add or subtract a few weeks in total, but the regular season is expected to begin around mid to late September and will last somewhere between five to seven weeks. Expect to play games twice a week, regardless of the league you plan. Follow us on Twitter for updates at PlayGriffBall. See you on the court. Very cool. Yeah. I Isn't like that it. awesome? Yeah. Yeah, I thought that was really... I, when I saw that, uh, I think the Halo, the official Halo Twitter like retweeted it or something. I'm like, man... I wish I would have known about this sooner. Yeah, it's it's crazy how many things that we we find that are just kind of they're there. Yeah, but they've never been brought to light. Yep, like the Halo Wars Two Championship League. Yeah, we wouldn't have known about that. The Europa Halo League, we wouldn't have known about that. The Pro Battle League when it first started, we wouldn't have known about that. Like it's so. Thank you to everybody on Twitter who keeps retweeting and liking these things to shine a light on them, so we can hopefully cover them. Yep, it's great. And that's what the community needs to do. It's exactly, it's exactly it. And the last piece of competitive news, the Greater Toronto Halo, Halo 3 2v2 MCC LAN Tournament has been announced, taking place September 30th, 2018. Link will be included in the show notes. Check it out. Shout out to you guys as well. That's what I got for competitive news, Will. Yeah. Are we ready for the big one? We, it's now or never. (laughs) All right. Let's get into some Pro Battle League news. So. I said I was going to apologize earlier in the show, and here I am to apologize right now. So first and foremost, before we get into this big news story, I want to personally apologize for talking, for kind of downplaying, yeah, I'm going to say for downplaying what was done um, in regards to the pro players being included within the league. Um, It has come to light that a good amount of these pro players should not be allowed to play in the league. And we'll get into that soon. And so I apologize for coming off as very dismissive in that regard. I was saying how it should be a privilege that you get to play against these pros that you should have to step up if you want to be able to compete. Um, 
but obviously there is something else going on here. So again, I'm sorry to those that listen to the show. I'm sorry to those that I blatantly just disregarded. You guys obviously deserve to be treated better. And for that, that's that's what I got. And without further ado, here is our major news story. So there's been a controversy within the Pro Battle League. And what originally started out as something appeared to be kind of minor um, turns out to be a lot worse than initially thought. So without further ado, let's get right into it. We started covering the Pro Battle League around mid-May, uh, wait, around midway through Season 2. We saw this league promoting the best amateur talent within the United States, giving these amateur players a chance to make a name for themselves, and also an opportunity to make some money and just compete. We were never paid by Pro Battle League, nor have we ever asked for compensation of any kind. We were just happy to cover this league based on what it was doing for the competitive Halo scene. It wasn't until one Tuesday evening that we noticed something take a turn for the worse. What originally started as a view-botting and follow-botting issue has turned into something far worse. This is that story. This is going to be split into multiple segments. So without further ado, the first segment is view-botting and follow-botting. On Tuesday, August 28th, 2018, the PBL Halo Mixer account was rebroadcasting, live, I might add, the Sunday matches that took place earlier in the week. This stream had nearly 10,000 quote-unquote viewers, not only being the most in any single stream on Mixer, but also beating out all Fortnite streamers combined. Which is odd considering the amount of pull that one game has. When looking within the viewer list, that number was actually around 80. 8-0. I had reached out to Mixer over that week, and they had told me that the viewer list was accurate. I do have email proof stating this. Therefore, the around 80, viewer, 80 viewers was correct, while the 10,000 was not. When asked within their Mixer chat if they were being few slash follow botted, a user with the name of Wings was immediately banned from their chat. I actually witnessed this happening and therefore made this whole thing more suspicious. Oh true, another user within the chat called them out on their bullshit as well. This time, though, a message was sent from Tom Butler, the CEO of Pro Battle League, stating, Thanks for throwing this under the bus. Kind of odd there. On Wednesday, August 29th, 2018, the PBL Halo Mixer account was live broadcasting one match with nearly 1,000 quote-unquote viewers. This time, and only around 50 actual viewers from the viewer list. 5-0. When we called them, when we called them out on it, Will and myself, they stated Mixer told them the viewers were legit and then continued to not respond to us at that point. PBL Halo reached out to us on Twitter to explain the situation, provided what looks to be a fake quote from Kieran Lennox Phillips, who is an esports producer and works on the original programming at Mixer. Lennox's apparent quote is, and I quote, also, as an update to your earlier inquiry about the stream numbers, they were in fact all legit, so grats on hitting that high. End quote. After I had asked for proof of that email and message being sent to PBL Halo, the response I received did not make things look better for them. And I quote, I would prefer not to chase the rumor. It will sort itself out. There is something going on that Mixer doesn't have figured out. There are times when something goes viral or something and, and they have spikes in viewership. 
Obviously, they're trying to figure it out, end quote. So let me get this straight. At first, you say they are not bots. You then get a quote from Lennox stating that they are not bots. But when asked to prove it, you divert the conversation and now blame Mixer for something not working as intended? Yeah, you're clearly viewbotting and followbotting, and the worst thing is, is that you're too chicken shit to admit it. Us, along with multiple others, gave you plenty of times to admit what was being done and to own up to the mistake. You keep saying over and over that nothing is going on and the viewers are quote-unquote legit, but come the fuck on. They're not. Plain and simple, they're not. I can't... Before I get into this next segment, I can't believe that we've called them out multiple times. We fucking know when it happens. There's no way, there's no way you go from getting upwards of 100 actual viewers per stream to one night during a rebroadcast of matches that happened earlier, you spike up to 10,000. More than all Fortnite streamers combined on the fucking platform. That simply will not happen. Then, the funny thing is, is the night after, they have 1,000 view bots. Well, they have like uh, 9,950. It was... I'm pretty sure that the 900, the 900 was the viewbot mark. I'm pretty sure because as I was watching, the stream ended. Yep. And the view markers after, so most people close out a stream after the stream ends. Yep. The view marker dropped down to 800 and then instantly shot back up to 900 just a few seconds after the stream ended. Wow. So, um... Remained at 900 after the stream was over, which is suspicious. Yes, very much so. We can, it, fuck it, we can just, they were viewbotting and followbotting. Easy. There's no way they weren't. And they're still doing it. They're downplaying it every time they broadcast matches, but it's still fucking happening. It's still happening. It happened last night. It's, it, so, Tom, own up to your fucking shit, dude. Come on. I'm not... This is what, okay, so we're going to go deeper, obviously, but this is where I thought it ended. Like, I personally thought, oh, they're fucking viewbotting and followbotting. I don't want to be affiliated with this anymore. That's not right. Own up to your shit and fix it, right? I thought this is where the story ended. But nope, this is not where the story ended at all. And then also, the, the one thing is, you're, so Tom, you're not willing to provide proof of the email slash message that you received from Lennox, yet you're willing to quote him. So either Lennox did say that, or you're speaking on behalf of someone that didn't provide that information at all. So love to get your comment on that, because that's not right if you're using someone to state something that isn't true at all. Because I have an email from Mixer support stating that the viewer list is correct. The viewer list you get from chat. And the research that I did dictates that those are bots and you had a very small subset of people actually watching the stream. Time to own the fuck up. All right, next segment. The rulebook, or lack thereof, and rosters. 
One of the biggest controversies in regards to this season of the Pro Battle League has been the addition of pro players being able to compete. Now, while we are still waiting on the official rulebook, there is still one piece of information that is listed directly on their website. We'll include a link. And I quote, No HWC players. The PBL is focused on battle-testing local Halo players. We have a rule that players who competed on teams in the HWC are eliminated from competing in the PBL. Any players on one of the 16 HWC teams is ineligible for PBL team rosters. End quote. Therefore, any player of the 16 teams that competed in the Halo World Championship is not able to compete in the Pro Battle League according to the rules at this point in time. Let's go down the list and determine who is technically not allowed to compete. Gilkey, Dastroid, Rami, Commonly, Straight Sick, Suspector, and Dinoxide. Let me just throw this out there too. Spartan and Pistola were both reached out to to be included in the Pro Battle League. Both of them are not currently within the Pro Battle League. Thank you. And so the other ones that we listed are currently on rosters in the Pro Battle League when based off the rules that they currently have on their website for everybody to see states that they cannot be. That's second red flag right there. Okay? Now, the funny thing is, is that we've been hearing so much conflicting information thus far. Within the Mixer chat, we have heard that they are looking at players who did not place top 8 at the most recent LAN event, which would be New Orleans. But the website states no HWC players at this very point in time. We are going to go with the information we have that is actually visible. Therefore, there are clearly players within the league that should not be able to be pl to, to play. Period. Now, what does Tom have to say about this? Well, we had a little Twitter conversation with him, and here's what he had to say. Tom, and I quote, Here's a response to your segment on the quote-unquote controversy of the PBL. First off, we do have rules that are set. It should not be considered that we are working the rules out on the fly. For a long time, we have said we are battle-testing talent to play at an elite level. What that means is that we want to expose players to elite local players so that they learn from them. We are not going to really battle-test players by only exposing them to players at their current level. For Season 2, we were playing after Halo World Championship was complete. We had a whole pro season to look at. For Season 3, we were running at the same time as HCS. So we needed to find something that was a solid judge of standing. Also, the HWC field is different from the HCS field. Therefore, we are not looking at the teams the same way. We decided to eliminate the top 8 teams, 32 players from the PBL. We see these as the players that are consistently dominating the pro Halo scene. In fact, you could say that the top 16 players are really the ones who are consistently in the finals. When we looked at how to determine the top 8 teams, again, we didn't have a full season. So we decided to go with the major HCS event that was closest to our roster lock on September 2nd. We didn't want to factor in the 2Ks because the top teams don't even have to play in it. London, while past the roster lock date, also doesn't represent all the teams in North America. So NOLA was the best option. We reply back with, when is the rulebook officially being released so we can share the info? Tom replies, I will see. My understanding is that they all is that all they need to do is put in the new team's regions. To be honest, I don't have much to do with the rules. We have a player relations director, director that sets the rules. We do it that way so that the league doesn't set rules that make no sense to the players. The PBL is different because we aren't an open competition. Captains can at any time reach out to player re relations to get clarification on the rules. What this means is that Morty, the director of Battalion Media also isn't the keeper of the rules. So some things he can, uh, some things he can be mistaken. Okay. We reply with, 
Makes sense having a position for it, sure. Will you just let me know when the rulebook is released? I think it would, it would clear the air a lot in regards to the separation between the amateurs and the pros being included within the league. Tom replies, Confidential. We have consistent... This is what he... He puts this in fucking parentheses after the word confidential. Guess what, Tom? It's a Twitter conversation. It's not confidential. We have consistently provide captains with the rules. However, some of them just don't pay attention until they see something they don't like. It is important to keep this confidential. While players in the PBL might trash the league, we never want to criticize the players in public. Well, guess what, Tom? You just did. We reply with, Wait, so the rulebook is confidential now? Tom replies with, as you've seen, the PBL hasn't been run as smoothly as this season as last. This is because I've been insanely busy. But PAX West is my last big distraction. So on Monday, I will find out what the holdup is on Get the Dang Rulebook out there. We have had a great development that I will end this with in a minute, but let me just clarify one more point on eligibility. No, the rulebook is confidential. <laughs> I just don't want you to read that I was saying that the players don't pay attention. The captains don't pay attention, rather. Wow, try that again. The rulebook is not confidential. In fact, it might already be up someplace. We reply with, how are you penalizing the teams and captains for those not paying attention to the rules? Tom replies with, if you knew how much pressure I get to punish people. I reply with, I mean, I don't think that was funny, but okay. You did miss, um, he did say LOL. Oh, he did, yeah. After the, I don't know how much pressure you get, I get to punish people. Thank you. We reply with, I mean, I don't think that was funny, but okay. Tom replies with, all these players have lives, and real life gets in the way. I'm pretty easy on them. We reply with, then don't be easy on them? Tom replies with, but I want people to play, and if it's too hard, then they won't play. There is a level of strictness that doesn't take into account real life situations. For example, if someone is told to work late, and the team is late for a match, that player doesn't have to choose to choose between the PBL and work. Doesn't have a choice to choose between the PBL and work, is what he meant to say. We reply with, isn't that why each team has reserve slots to compensate for that potential loss? Tom replies with, and this is a long one. So until the PBL is pay uh, paying players full time, we have to be realistic. Yes, but if a team is set to go with four and at the last minute there is an emergency, many times the reserves are doing something else. We do need to get to the place where extended roster players are on standby. However, there has not been a reward for players who wait around and then do not play. Back to eligibility. Not matter what we do. There's going to be a team that is the ninth best team. As long as we are focused on the top eight, there will always be the ninth place. Those players are going to be really, really good. Many players in the PBL would like to break into the HCS. We don't see that happening against really, really good players. If all the people... Wait, no. We don't see that happening unless they have the opportunity to get battle-tested against really, really good players. If all the PBL is made up of, se of second-tier players, a pro org isn't going to see a person's performance as meaning anything to their ability to hang in the HCS. But if they are putting up great numbers against Kratos and Nated, that says something. The PBL has slowly gotten the attention of better and better players, and that is a good thing for viewers and a good thing for players who want to experience elite competition. We have a second level that need that we need to get going to give more players in a level will, uh, will be a place to improve... Wait, Jesus Christ, I'm getting ahead of myself. Okay, hold on. We have a second level that we need to get going to give more players in a region the chance to get tested. The quote-unquote reserve club level will be a place to improve your skills to the point that you can earn a spot on the franchise club. So some of the players who aren't able to hang in with the increasing level of talent in the PBL will still be able to compete on a local team. 
we see $25 is much less than we want the PBL prize pool to be in the future. This is just a fact that the higher uh, the prize pool, the more skill will come into the league. Anaheim is a good example. We just sold the Anaheim Pirates. The owner is a real character and is the Mark Cuban of the PBL. He is to bring a, lo- a ton of resource to the team. That means that he is, was able to attract the top talent in Southern California. And unfortunately, that means that some players were replaced. But naturally, the owner wants to win the North American Championship, so he's going to find the absolute best talent he can find. By the way, if you ever do live interviews, you should pull in the owner of the Pirates. I guarantee it'll be entertaining. Tom, I'm good. We don't want him. So basically... What we're getting from this. Yes. A rule book exists somewhere, but it's nowhere to be found for the public eye to see? And some captains of the teams are not even following said rule book that is not able to be found? All of this seems incredibly half-baked, and maybe this season shouldn't even have even started if none of these items are ironed out. What what gets me is that, yes, they never... So the, when the season started, there was outcry from the players that were in the PBL about these pros coming in. Yes, and that is where I needed to apologize right? in regards to that. And I, guess I was kind of in on that too, so me as well. Um, I mean, there is something to say about practicing and getting better, but... Um, but no, you were you, right. If this league was being used to get better, it's harder to perform at that level when you're not quite at that skill gap yet. And you also already said, and we're going to talk about the clubs in a second, but you stated during that episode that if that skill gap is too high, then we understand why pros shouldn't be included. Mm-hmm. So... No, that was good on you to say that because based off what we're seeing, that's this case. That's exactly what this case is. Right. Um, we were also, so there's just, there's just too much deflection going on here. From uh, Tom. From Tom. Yep. We, we, we're and not he did throw the captains under the bus. A little bit. No, straight up. He, um, he just, he based, he just said that they don't follow the rules or they don't care about the rules. Tom, where the fuck are the rules? Like, where are they? They're not... The rule that we have, the rule that is listed on your motherfucking website states that no Halo World Championship player from the qualified top 16 teams is allowed to play in the Pro Battle League. Guess what? You have them there. They're right there. And going back on him not being strict enough on it, or not him not punishing the players or whatnot, what the there's fuck no is infractions. That? How, how do you have a legitimate league... So, oh, we're going to get into that too. If you, if you're not enforcing your rules. Will, he said that it's a fun league. It's not a serious league, which we will get into obviously. But yeah, no, I, I agree. Why, why have the fucking league if you're not going to treat it in a professional manner? If you're not going to hold people accountable, that's the whole point. Things go way out of control if people aren't held accountable. And if there's not rules in place, guess what? Looks like there's not rules in place right now. Jesus Christ. Okay. Should we continue? Yes, please. Will, wait a second. But does a rulebook actually exist? According to a Discord conversation between Justin Prove and Tom, maybe there isn't one. Tom states, The rules for the PBL are simple. Justin Prove states, You have no rulebook, LMAO. Tom states, LOL, like we need one. 
The rules are simple. You play for your region. You can't be on the top eight HCS teams. That is it. The page has been up forever, and then he includes a link. Tom, guess what? That page that you included doesn't include anything in regards to the top eight HCS teams not being able to play. It doesn't include it at all. Will, are you bringing it up right now? Yeah, I'm going to look at it. Please, by all means, guess what? It's not fucking there. So, yeah, based off the information we have at this point, we don't believe a rulebook even exists. A rulebook should have been in place before the season even started. The amount of time this has taken to get even basic information has been far too long and is simply not acceptable. Will, do you see it on that page at all? I don't see anything about... I just see... Click on the link. Yep. And then it just brings you to... Regions, right? Yep. It has the different regions. And then it has... If you click on a team, it brings you to a login or register... Sure. ...page. But nothing in regards to the top eight HCS teams not being eligible to play. Um... I'll let you keep reading through it. No. It's not there. (laughs) So... This is in regards to the clubs. Not only that, but what about the talks about the separation between the franchise and reserve clubs? Wouldn't this make it so the separation between the differently skilled players is in place and we wouldn't have to worry about pro players being within the league in the first place? You see, that's another issue right there. This separation does not currently exist, and while Tom can say that it is being worked on, the fact is that it is not in play and therefore cannot be used as an excuse. If you wanted pro players within the league to boost genuine viewership, then you should have had these clubs in place from the beginning of the season. Anything less and you look like you do not know what you're doing, and that's basically what this looks like. Finally for this segment, let's talk about the Anaheim Pirates and them being the first and only team at this point in time to be purchased by an outside buyer. Now, this is actually allowed due to the franchise page on the Pro Battle League website. We'll include a link. It is allowed. What we find fishy is the amount of pro talent on said roster and the owner of the team, Patrick S. With actual pro talent on the roster, including commonly and straight sick, and what appears to be extra payouts for wins, this should not be allowed as this is completely unfair to the rest of the rosters within the league. Also for Patrick S., while we do appreciate the hustle, something just seems off about him. How can a man who had no presence whatsoever just show up one day on Twitter with his flashy cars, he purchases a team, and pay for pro players to be on said team? I mean, who the fuck is this guy anyway? Also, the Anaheim Pirates website doesn't work, so there's that. On Patrick's Twitter, he has a link to the Anaheim Pirates website. If you click on it, it brings you to a blank page. There's something fucking there. I mean... Not that it matters. Coming... It is weird that this guy just shows up out of nowhere with all this money, but we know there's there are people out there with money that oh, just sure. throw it around. Sure, they're called whales. We so, get it. yes, I I can see where he's coming out of the word work and he wants to get involved in esports because it is a growing industry. Yeah, and and like I said earlier, I respect the hustle, hundred percent. Yes, no doubt so, about it. Um, paying players extra for wins for wins mm-hmm. is again. We can't really we can't really go after him for that. No. Because there's no rule book. Right. On on payouts. No, he's doing he's doing what is best for him to get his team a win. Right? Mm, yeah. He's doing what he can. He wants to be in the finals, which is fine. Every team wants to be in the finals. Every team wants to win. There's nothing bad about that. But 
What's bad is, is that you have two players that qualified in the top 16 teams of the HWC last season. And guess what? They're so there. If Tom, so what we're getting from Tom is that he stated, and now it's not down anywhere. It's not in a rule book. It's not anywhere, but nope. he's stating the top eight teams from NOLA. Yep. Were these players on those teams from NOLA? That I don't know for sure. Off the top not of my head. Not entirely sure either. But granted, I don't give a shit because that's not stated anywhere. And, yeah. Tom, you can say whatever the fuck you want, but the fact of the matter is your website specifically states in the public eye that no Halo World Championship players are allowed. Simple as that. Commonly in Straight Stick are two of those players, and they're on that team. Fix your shit. Alright, here's one of the big ones. Next segment is bribery. Simon... A previous caster for the Pro Battle League, who was one of the individuals who originally came to us with all this information, has informed us that he was actually bribed by Tom to keep his mouth shut and not talk bad about the Pro Battle League for at least $1,000, which he did not accept. While we will be leaving out some information as things get very personal between Tom and Simon, we will talk about how this originated. Simon was looking for a title. Not money, just a title explaining the work he was doing for the Pro Battle League. Countless hours being spent on the league as a whole, and all the man wanted was a fucking title. Instead of Tom giving Simon a title, he gave him nothing. Now, while we do not have all the information, we do have a snippet from a conversation between Tom and Simon explaining the bribe. Here is that conversation. Simon states, Yes and no. You refuse to give me money for all those hours, NOLA, etc. It's up to you. I wanted respect and an official title in the first place. That is my first condition. The rest can definitely meet midway. Tom replies, how much do you want per hour and how many hours? Are you, say, are you now saying that $1,000 isn't enough for NOLA? If so, how much do you want now? Simon states, I'm not even talking about money. Tom states, I want the money part first, with a statement that you will not go after us to hurt us with that Halo community. I have to present this to my partner. Simon states, no, it will sound way too much like a blackmail, and, and that I am not doing. Here's another conversation basically confirming the same information, again between Simon and Tom. Simon states, I want an official title. Caster, player relation, I truly don't mind. Tom states, let me talk to Morty. I'm sure he understands that you have a gun to our heads. I think he'll be willing to give up his compensation this month. Simon states, title is better than money. Tom states, let's take care of the money first. Would you be willing to sign an agreement that you won't badmouth us for 60 days if we give you $1,000? So let, let's, hold, let's, let's hold on a second here. Morty is getting paid and still getting paid but Simon never did? Now, we know Simon is not in it for the money in the first place, but this is coming from us. Why in the fuck did Simon not get paid anything for the work that he did? That bribery is just cherry on the top. That is basically saying, oh, hey, we know we didn't pay you and we're not going to pay you but for your previous services, but how about $1,000 just to keep your mouth shut about all that? Oh, yeah, you also can't badmouth us. Tom, you obviously did something wrong here. Will, do you have anything to say in regards to that? That, yeah, it's just, it's shady behavior saying, oh yeah, just don't, we'll pay you a thousand dollars. Just don't say anything about us for a few months. Right. It's just, it's, not, it's bad business. It's what it is. Yeah, I don't, like, I, and he keeps fucking wanting to talk about the money portion of it. Tom, he didn't take your money. Stop talking about the money. All you have to do is give the fucking man a title. Like, what, what, what is this? 
This is un unfucking believable. When I first heard this, when Simon was telling me about this, I fucking I was dumbfounded. I was absolutely dumbfounded that you're not willing to pay. And Simon said he's not in it for the money. But again, this is coming from me. Okay, if you're a business owner and you're not willing to pay your quote unquote employee for the work that was done. Or a contractor, it doesn't fucking matter. They're a contract employees. If you're not willing to pay those people for the work that they were doing, then what the fuck business are you trying to run here? That's not how business works. So, I know Simon doesn't give a shit about the money. And yes, he should have been given a title in the first place. But the fact of the matter is, you're... you're bribery notwithstanding, you still didn't even fucking pay him for the services that he provided. So... Jesus Christ. All right, next segment. The payout, a.k.a. the cryptocurrency. Okay, now here's where things can get murky. The Pro Battle League has partnered with Linda X to create their own cryptocurrency called Battle Token, which is set to actually be on sale on September 14th, 2018. That is the date of the sale according to the following site. We'll include a link in the show notes. Our main issue here is that we actually haven't heard much if anything at all, in regards to this cryptocurrency, and we are so close to it being on the market. Now, while we talked about this when the announcement came to be, we hadn't touched deeper on this very point. Whoever wins this league will not be handed a check, it seems. They will be handed cryptocurrency to the amount that might equate to $12,500, while the other placings will be taking home less. While PBL is guaranteeing that the prize pool will not be less than $25,000 worth of battle token, these markets are incredibly volatile and can change at any given point in time. How can someone guarantee the value of an item before it goes on sale? I mean, you can suggest a value, hence MSRP, which is the manufacturer's suggested retail price, but no one can, can guarantee said price. If I were a player in any league, I would want guarantees, hence why in professional sports and esports there are contracts in play. We are not seeing any contracts here. Maybe this is why the Anaheim players are being paid one to $2,000 per win. Now for the fun versus the serious league statement. For this segment, Tom has stated that the Pro Battle League is a quote-unquote fun league and not a quote-unquote serious one. Hmm. No official rule set, pro players on rosters, roster lock being set on September 2nd, but the rosters not actually being able to be seen, view follow botting. Yeah, none of this is really fun. All of this is really frustrating, to say the least. How in the fuck do you think players will want to compete when none of this is serious in the first place? Besides, what is to say a serious league can't be fun? Also, this is a this is um, him stating two things as well, because if the Pro Battle League is meant for players to break into the HCS, yep. that's fucking serious business. It is. There are contracts in play. There are contracts. There's real money up there. Yep. I'm going to say real because we don't know what cryptocurrency is going to do. We don't. Um, so yeah, when someone, so we need to, we didn't really give any context to this statement. We were, who was, someone was talking to Tom and he, he stated that we, I think it was when we were looking for a rule book. I don't remember the exact context. Do you, Josh? Keep going and I'll try to okay. get to it. Um, yeah, he basically just stated that, oh, you know, we we don't, we're, we're a fun league. We don't need to. It was a Twitter conversation. 
It was a Twitter conversation. It was um, a couple individuals were calling them out on Twitter for view and follow botting, which oh, is yeah. true, by the way, um, regardless of what the fuck Tom says. It's fucking true. It, there was a Twitter conversation that was had, and Tom replied via the PBL Halo account that we're a fun, not serious leak. And he kept downplaying the entire situation. Got it. The whole thing. The whole time. Yes. So if he's calling his league fun, then that like it, it's it's frustrating to me because I know these players want to compete and they want to compete at a higher level and yes. get better. And that's what they're there for. Or at least we hope that's the case. Yeah. Or may, I mean, yeah, hopefully they're in it because they want to comp- they, they want to compete in Halo. That's why they're playing. Right. Now, that level of, you know, why, like you said, why couldn't a serious league be fun? The players could be enjoying it, you know. Um, but if he wants the Pro Battle League to be something that these players bust into the HCS for, then he shouldn't be calling it a, like, downplaying anything like that as a fun league. Exactly. He should be saying, oh, this shouldn't be, ha- if, if we are being follow about it or view about it we should be following up on this to make sure that we are providing the correct results for our league because we do want to make this a serious thing for our players right that's but when we call them out on that they downplay the entire situation and say that the bots weren't bots and they're actually real viewers and you're fucking bullshitting us the whole time no you're not so yeah this is not this does not seem like legitimate business yes at all from the very outset, I, I was hoping, I was just hoping that it was just view botting and follow botting, in which case you could own up to your mistake. You could say, yup, we're sorry. We did this. We won't do it again. And as long as it didn't happen again, I'd be like, okay, we're good. You learned from your mistake. We moved on. We became better because of it. Everything's good. Right. Then everything came out at once. We were brought in on the story. All the information came to us. My mind was blown. My eyes were opened. And I'm I'm just dumbfounded by how... I, I just... I mean, I can believe it. It's all right in front of me, right? But... Tom, come on, man. If you, want, if you do want to run a legitimate league for these players, this is not how you do it. Right. A legitimate business in general. Yes. And this is not legitimate business based off of everything that we were told, based off everything that we found, based off of all the proof that we have. This is not legitimate business in the slightest. Closing thoughts. Thank you to everyone who reached out to us on Twitter and Discord and providing us all this information. Without all of you, we would have just continued to think that the only issue was view and follow botting and nothing else. Thank you for including us and allowing us to talk about this issue on our show. It took a lot of work and courage, and for that, we appreciate it more than you know. Our main goal here at HGS Pro Talk is to promote the competitive Halo community and be respectful towards one another. When someone or something comes around and comes between that respect and trust, then we need to talk about it so others are hopefully aware of the entire situation. Tom, we hope you listen to this. We hope you own up to your mistakes and quit beating around the bush on these issues that were brought to our attention. This is your problem, and it is about fucking time that you fix it. Maybe, by going back to what the Pro Battle League was originally about, and apparently still is, according to your website, in regards to showing off the best amateur talent within the competitive Halo scene, by fixing your mistakes and not making them again, and by doing right by everyone within this community, we might 
be willing to cover this league once again on the show. Until any of that happens, we will no longer be covering any and all pro battle league information on this show. We will never work with someone who doesn't own up to their own mistakes. Will, do you have any closing thoughts? Uh, I mean, you, you said it quite well there, is that, um, you know, he it, he's, he's skewing his results to make the league look better. That's why we're seeing the view and bots followed. He's trying to make it a bigger business. This seems to be, this seems to have turned from wanting a legitimate business and to be running for the players to be, how do I make more money? Yep. And he's, I, that's, that's, that's what it's, that's what I have in my head. And you know, who knows what Tom's actually thinking, but seeing these facts come out that, you know, he sold a team. He's now they're paying for, I mean, we don't, they're getting view botted and follow botted. Yep. It's, it's all too fishy. It's, it's not right. It's, it's not right by the, by your viewers. It's not right by anyone. By anyone, yeah. The players, it's, I feel bad for the players, man. Exactly. The, like those, those amateurs that are trying to be, to, to better themselves. Think about it this way too. Halo is not where it used to be in terms of viewership, so on and so forth, right? Yeah. We get that, we respect that, but we still love to report on it because it's our passion. It's what we love to do, right? We love this community more than anything. And we don't have sponsors. We, we don't have any revenue outlets for this podcast. We're not looking for them right now. The fact of the matter is we want to provide as much information as we possibly can for this community, right? That's what our goal is here. It's not... Our goal is to never shit on someone. Tom, you shit on yourself with this one. The only reason why we're reporting on it is because a lot of other people as well, who I will not name, they have come out and asked us to help out too. We are more than willing to help out when it's for the better of this community. What you're doing is not for the better of this community at all. Like Will said, it's you're just, it seems like you're just doing it for the money and that's literally it. And I get that a point of a business is to make money. We've said it multiple times on the show. But at the same time, if you're doing it in a fucking shady ass way that everybody knows is shady, is it really worth it? And the last thing I want to hit on too is, I know I said it before, but seriously, thank you everyone who reached out to us and it provided all this information. It is incredibly appreciated. And we are happy to cover this segment. And we really hope that people learn from this. And also, I tweeted this out earlier today. And what I mean today is like we record this on Mondays. If you listen to this show, please go out and do more research as well. This story is far from over. Okay? And also, as Will said, we are talking about facts. We have physical proof as to every single thing that we talked about on this show. There, we have it all. And for what I believe, and for what I know, we will be releasing it. So there's screenshots, there's everything. We have it all. It's all there. And please do more research after this, because like I said, this story is far from over. There's probably more out there that we just don't know yet. So I think that's where we're going to leave that.
Will. Yeah. You want to do me a favor? What's that, man? You want to get into some scrim results? Let's do some scrims after all that. So back to some good old Halo. Here we go on Monday. The August. good old Halo. Yeah. Monday, August 27th. Renegades went up against Elevate. Series score was 6-2 to two Elevate. Stats will be provided in the show notes. Good job to Elevate in that scrim, too. Renegades are looking like a hot roster, so seeing Elevate being able to come on top is good shit. All right. Next, we had Tox versus Reciprocity. This one went 10 to 5 to Reciprocity. Um, series score, or yeah, series score 10 5 to um, stats. That's what I meant to say. Stats. Reciprocity had 33 more kills. Tox had 34 more assists. Reciprocity had 29 less deaths. Reciprocity had two more power kills. Reciprocity had 17 more precision kills and also had 21 more magnum kills. So that time, Reciprocity did dominate the stat line. Well, that's they didn't necessarily dominate the stat line, and that was kind of what I wanted to hit on. They they won the series 10-5, mm-hmm. but the stats were still pretty fucking close. So it's kind of like what we talked about last week, where you may look at a series score and be like, oh, one team clearly dominated the other, but that's simply not the case. Sure. I mean, I... On a 15-game series, you're, you're right, 33 more kills. That's only two more kills per game. Right. Like, if it was, like, 100 or something, yeah. I wouldn't even have included the stat line. Right. Because as, with other series that we talk about, I don't include stat lines because things are so skewed. Sure. I only include the ones that are close or we have a little bit of a story behind, so... Gotcha. That's it. All right. On Tuesday, August 28th, Tox went up against Rus- or Renegades. Series score was 9-6 to six Tox there. Good job to Renegades trying to keep that close, too. On Wednesday, August 29th, uh, Reciprocity went up against Accelerate Gaming. Series score was 12 to 3 Reciprocity. What I'm going to say is for this one, we didn't include a stat line, obviously, but good to Accelerate for wanting to get a scrim against one of these top teams, right? Gives them an opportunity to see more of how they play, so on and so forth. And yeah, just good on them for it. All right, looks like Reciprocity also took on Elevate on that Wednesday. Uh, series score 12 to 3 as well, going to Reciprocity. For that one, I'm just a little uh, concerned that Elevate, it appeared as though that Elevate didn't really step up to the plate for this scrim. We're from where we thought they would be. Yeah, and we know that they're capable of it. It's obvious. Yeah. But yeah, just, yeah. That or Reciprocity really just might have looked incredibly dominant. All right, on Thursday, August 30th, Mentality went up against Accelerate Gaming. Series score was 10 to 4 Accelerate. Again, good on Accelerate for getting these scrims in. Uh, we then had Radiant Esports go up against Mocket Esports, 10 to 4 going to Radiant. Here, Radiant had 37 more kills. Mocket had 14 more assists. Radiant had 36 less deaths. Radiant had 31 more power kills. Radiant had 10 more precision kills. And Mocket had 9 more magnum kills. So, again, that one's still. Close. Yep. Close stat line, not close series. Yeah. All right. We then had another Tox Reciprocity scrim. Series score, 8-7 to seven, Tox. Um, Reciprocity had 25 more kills, 16 more assists, and 18 less deaths. Power kills were tied at 49. Reciprocity had 38 more precision kills, and Reciprocity had 28 more magnum kills. Still weren't able to close out the series. No. So 
coming down to late game, I'm guessing, in most of those. Well, here's the funny thing. I looked at the games that were played. There were there were a couple Slayers that were really close. But other than that, most of the objective games not close at all. Wow. Yeah. And that's... Uh, sometimes teams will say that your starting strat can win you the game. Exactly. It all takes is one play. Yeah. Change the tie to battle. All right. We then had Trifecta go up against Elevate. Uh, series score was 9-6 to six Elevate. We then had Accelerate Gaming go up against Mentality Esports. Series score 4-3 to three Accelerate Gaming. Accelerate had 3 more kills. Mentality had 5 more assists. Accelerate had 2 less deaths and 12 more power kills. But Mentality had 14 more precision kills and 21 more magnum kills. So Pretty fucking close. Yeah. That was a little bit different than that last series that they had against each other too. Ooh, all right, on Friday, August 31st, Tox took on Elevate. Series score, 12-3 Tox. Still concerned that Elevate doesn't seem to be stepping up there. On Saturday, September 1st, Reciprocity went up against Accelerate Gaming. Series score, 10-5 Reciprocity. Trifecta took on Mentality Esports. Series score was 9-5 Mentality. And that's Good on it. Them. That's it for scrims. Good shit. Next up for some tournament recaps. First and foremost, this is something that we did not report on because frankly, and I apologize, I completely forgot it happened. And we talked about it in length weeks ago. The Forge Hub 4v4 Evolved tournament took place. Here are the results. First place went to Connor's Only Friends. And that consisted of Mopsky, Ezreal, Blaine Doctor, Lil Dan, and Fluriously. Now... On the bracket page, which we'll include in the show notes, it had five people on the roster. I don't know why, but I included all of them. So there you go. Second place went to Incursion, which featured Doosty, George, Salem Sanders, and Immortal Boss. So congratulations to them. Next up, we have the Nade Straight HCS London Practice Cup recap. First place going to Osmania, Germania. After winning back-to-back best-of-five series, both 3-0. That team consisted of Spa, Arby, Fabe Speed, and Zoak. Second place went to Pyramid, featuring Kronos, Legends, Nash, and Mata. And third-fourth going to Abnormal Gaming, consisting of Maista, Luckless, Koopa, and Eternal. And 100% Real Plum Daddy, they're back. Consisting of Legend, Plums, Hef, and Gas. They're back. They're back indeed. Bracket will be included in the show notes. Will. Yes, sir. What do we got for some 2Ks? All right. Out of the Latam region. First place went to Mini-Me. Taking home $350 and 2,000 pro points. Second place went to CL Esports. They brought home that $150 and 1,200 pro points. Third, fourth went to Woosaw and Sirius Latam. 800 pro points to them. And in 5th, 6th, 7th, and 8th, we have Ghost MX, Lost Miku, Team Ogax, and VGS taking home 600 pro points. Out of the Australia, New Zealand region. First place went to Centerlink Gaming, taking home $500 and 2,000 pro points. Second place went to Athletico, $250 and 1,200 pro points. And third, fourth, went to Lethal Nature and Osprey Gaming, 800 pro points to them. Coming out of the EU region, first place went to Team Poor, $750, 2,000 pro points. Maybe they can use that money. (laughs) 
Second place went to Radiant Esports, $250 and $1,200 Pro Points. Third and fourth were Mocket and SSQQ, 800 Pro Points to them. And in fifth, sixth, seventh, and eighth, we have Skitlight, We Vicious, Invalid Esports, and Polaris taking home 600 Pro Points. And out of the North American region, first place went to TBD, $1,500, 2,000 Pro Points. Remember, we don't know these results. Second place. Oh, you're TBD. just reading through it. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yes. Yes. So um, this will take place on t- Tuesday, the day this episode airs. Yes. During the be... London Pool uh, draw show. Yes. Yeah. Did you <laughs> actually think there was a team named TBD that no, won? No, I just kept going. Oh, okay. Because okay, I, I was, I so was waiting for you to jump in and okay. be like, uh, like, yeah, I know. Okay, good. I'm just making sure. I'm just making sure. Because you know when you're in the groove? It yeah, just, you, you just keep going? It's like, oh, shit. Yeah. Like, I do it all we, the time. Okay. So, we do have st- uh, placements for the 5th, 6th, 7th, and 8th team. Yes. So, this was Mentality, Trifecta, Straight Ripping, and Best Eyebrows, Halo 5 Druck. They took home the 600 pro points. But, yes. 3rd and 4th will be taking home 800 pro points. 2nd will be taking home 1,200 pro points. And $500 in 1st place will be taking home that 2,000 pro, pro points. Uh, fifteen hundred dollars. I'm thinking. Um, yes. On Tuesday, we will find that information out on Tuesday. Yes, will we haven't done this in a little while? Let's do some predictions, oh, shall we? Yeah, yeah. So the first match that is going to be taking place for the semifinals is Tox going up against Elevate. We've seen the scrim results. Yeah. What do you think happens here? I got to give that to Tox. You think so? You don't yeah. think there's an upset this time? Because no. last time we were wrong 100%. That's true. That is true. I got to go with my gut and just say Tox is going to... Uh, I can't talk. Words are hard today. HCS London is coming right around the corner. It I is. think they're going to turn up and get their, their get their points here. Okay. You know what? I, I know we, we I hate to do this, but I'm going to agree with you. I think Tox wins as well. Just based off sat lines alone... I mean, we clearly see that they are more than likely the better roster in this scenario. I would love for an upset. I think it'd be cool to see. But like you said, gut feeling, Tox takes it. Second match, semifinal match, Reciprocity going up against Accelerate. <clears throat> Who do you have? This might be where the upset comes in Accelerate ousting Reciprocity just because of Reciprocity's track record this year. They are slated to be one of the top two Maybe three when when Splice gets in there. Yeah, but they they're a top seem, three four team. Yeah, but they uh, they seem to be just dropping the ball at the wrong moments. Sure. Yep. Pun intended We've with the it. oddball game. Sure. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, the puns. So I don't know. I want to give it to Reciprocity, but like I just can't be like hundred percent bet all my money on Reciprocity here because of what they've been showing us this season. It's hard. It's heartbreaking, but it's hard to do. Um, I'm wearing my reciprocity jersey. You right are. Now. You are. Um, I, I'm. I'm gonna give it to him, but I. I. I'm not all in on it. I'm gonna say 100 with a shot of a doubt. It's gonna be reciprocity winning this. Yeah. I'm not even gonna give an ounce of doubt. I swear to God, reciprocity wins this. Okay. Yep. That's what I'm gonna say. I'm not even saying that because I'm wearing their jersey. I just think against accelerate. Yeah. I think there's a clear winner here. I think if there was an upset, it'd be that last series. I think it'd be Tox Elevate. That'd be where the upset is. Like, well, unless Reciprocity is having a really bad day, I don't see it happening here. Okay. 
So we have our finals. So what series do you think is going to be closer? The reciprocity accelerate or the tox? um, Tox elevate. elevate. It's going to be closer? Yep. Tox elevate. Because we have to think about this. Specifies. Yep. So I'm going to say. Yeah, yeah. Because so. I'm going to. Hold on. Hold on. I'm going to say 3-2 tox in that tox elevate series. Yeah. And I'm going to say 3-1 reciprocity. I think Accelerate maybe take one game off wreck. Yeah, I, w- I would have to agree with you, um, you know, on the talk side going 3-2. Um, like, Elevate if- clearly show they have the talent. Yes. They can do it. I just don't think they win it out. Sure. So, um, yes, if Reciprocity is off and something happens, I think Accelerate could jump in and take, I would say that would be a 3-2 series as well. Okay. If reciprocity is off. Yes. Which now, it could still, happen. Like like I said, I'm still voting on them to win. Yep. Because I think they'll do it. But I just, I do have reservations because of the way they've performed this year in certain instances. Right. I do think they're the better team. So, sure. So we have our finals. Yeah. Tox reciprocity. Yep. I'm going to go first this time. Okay. I'm going to say Tox wins it. But I'm going to say it's another 3-2 series. I think the games are going to be very close because every series that they scrim, everyone, they're, well, okay, not everyone. Almost every one of their series are close. Like, maybe not game-wise, but stat-wise. Yeah. But I still think Tox, I think they just gained that edge. I think they do. They're, I think Tox are, and I would love reciprocity to prove it. I'd love any team to prove me otherwise. But what I'm going to say is, Tox are clearly that top two spot right now. Mm-hmm. They're gunning for that one. They want to beat Splice, but I mean, Splice are on a whole fucking other level. Um, Tox are clearly number two right now. Yeah, right? I, I agree with you on yeah. that. I think they're going to take it. Yeah. What do you think the score is? I say 3-1. Ooh, wow. You don't even give them that much of a chance. Um, I think the games are incredibly close, but I think... Tox just able to close it out? Tox has the better track record of closing out games they do. at the end when it matters they do and that's what we've seen from these series is that it's come down to the wire in certain situations yeah i give it the tox 3-1 very true indeed all right yeah tune in on uh later on tuesday watch it up will and i will be we're excited i'm excited to see what happens i'm excited where these uh teams get placed for london Realistically speaking. Yeah. The the pool draw and see what teams have to go against each other. Exactly. That's that's exciting. Yeah. All right, Will. With the tournaments out of the way, we have our last major segment. We put out a poll on Twitter over the week, and we asked you, what do you want to see next for the next couple HCS seasons leading up to Halo Infinite's release? Out of 382 votes, the biggest poll we've ever had on the show. Thank you to every motherfucker who voted. You guys are great. And also, special shout out to everybody who left comments and replied with what you guys wanted to actually see. Out of 382 votes, Halo 2 Anniversary took home 20%. Halo 3, a whopping 53%. Halo 5, 20%. And other being 7%. What did the community have to say? Taking a couple answers 
Well, not a couple. We took all the answers from our Discord. Join it up if you haven't. Self-plug. It's great. Scudpuddle stated, I think it would be cool or interesting to have a mix. Admittedly, it would, it would be a nightmare switching between MCC and Halo 5, but I think that variety could be interesting. It might introduce more competition between the young guns and the old guys. Different strategies for different games. Even same game types from the different games have different mechanics and strategy. Actually, I st I'll stand by that. I want a mix. Brian Makes Games states, This might steer us further from the to topic, but I think there's something there in terms of an ultimate, uh, ultimate Master Chief tournament inside of just MCC. I'd watch the hell out of it. But it would have to be a one-time kind of tournament. And Night Fox is right. It's off-putting for anyone that hasn't been closely following Halo for 10 plus years. I don't believe that the issue with HCS is the game. Halo 5 is a great competitive shooter with good esports infrastructure, Observer Mode. Not having an Observer Mode greatly increases production costs while simultaneously making the broadcast worse. Moving backward to any game other than Halo 5 as the primary focus would be a mistake to me. With that being said though, I think it would be great, a great idea to run a smaller parallel Halo 3 doubles or 4v4 league. I look at, at the competitive fighting game scene and their competitions have a whole lineup of games where people compete in multiple titles with no issues, so why not Halo? And this possibly could be what they're testing with the $10,000 doubles Halo 3 tourney at DreamHack. I think by continuing to support the Halo 5 competitive scene with new maps and game types entering the rotation, the scene can sustain itself well enough until Halo Infinite. The game as it stands right now is the most interesting it's been since launch with the new maps, Oddball, and no Spartan abilities. It's what the scene essentially wanted at launch, so why switch away now that uh, we have what we asked for? Great point. Nightfox replied with, I agree with Brian Makes Games. He also included a couple more things as well, but they were just in regards to the overall conversation. So again, please join the Discord server, read up what Night Fox was saying as well. And Night Fox, I'm not trying to downplay you at all, just providing further context. Love you. Goalie Sniper states, I think the future season of HCS all hinges on how well this Halo 3 2v2 tournament goes. I think as long as they broadcast it properly and give it equal attention at DreamHack, it's going to be bringing, it's going to bring in tons of people. So... I think if it does better than the Halo 5 tournament, next season will be a throwback season to Halo 3. For a few reasons. One, it's what the pro scene wants. Two, with MCC getting that update, they'll want to try and bring as many people back as they can. And having the pro scene playing on that title will bring people back. I know it's the people who will be already watching, who will already be watching regardless that want Halo 3, but I do think it will bring in a lot of curious people to watch the stream. Because everyone has either played or knows about Halo 3. So you'll have a ton of curious people come, coming to check it out. Hearing about a Halo 3 Pro League going, Oh cool, let's check that out. Then maybe saying, oh man, I'm going to go play some MCC. I think it would just be a waste of time to have, uh, I think it would just be a waste to have spent all that time fixing MCC to not have it be in the spotlight again. It's what 343 wants, and it's what the pro wants. So why not make it happen? Good point. Now going over to the Twitters, uh, Steven says, what about Halo 2 Classic? I reply, what about Halo 2 Classic? <laughs> I'd be fine with it. Shit. I mean, we'll, we'll get into our thoughts in just a little bit here, but yeah. Toby states, I'd like to see a cross Halo tourney with every game, to be honest. Jacob Harper states, not sure if it would be possible, but Halo 2 and 3 4v4 events, both most popular on MCC, and we get the most players possible competing before hopefully a release of a new classic Halo game. LL Cool J states, not the real one, but you get it. Uh, I would love for it to be Halo 2 Anniversary Halo 3, but I can't imagine them straying from Halo 5. HCS needs to continue to move forward. If it continually looks backwards, there won't be any growth. Very, very good point. 
Mark Francis, a.k.a. Mark owns your face. You don't own my face, Mark. States, stay with Halo 5 for God's sakes. Bring the HCS League play back with casting. Keep switching up maps and game types every season to keep it interesting. I love Halo 5. You're in a, you're in a minority group there, Mark. But you know what? We appreciate you. That's a good opinion. Search states, they're more than likely going to run Halo 5, but I agree. A fixed H2A has all the makings of a good pre-infinite season. Lexi Zen, our friend Alex, states, I think Halo 2 Anniversary is by far the best choice in terms of satisfying players and audiences with something new without it being too old. Halo 2 Anniversary could still have new maps, game modes, cosmetics, etc. added onto it since, it's such a small, since it is such a small offering at the moment, while still having the uh, feel of classic Halo that so many want. It also looks much better to a new audience than as an old, uh, than as old a game as Halo 3 when you're putting it at the forefront of Halo Esports for a good year or two. While Halo 3 is definitely the OG, you won't bring in new spectators with it, in my opinion. Caesar states, Halo 2 Anniversary Halo 3 would be awesome, but there's no way they're leaving Halo 5. The one, the only, the man, the myth, the legend, Moses FPS actually replied and said they might as well save their money and not run tourneys if they go with Halo 2 Anniversary or Halo 5. Those games have zero hype. And then there was a giant conversation in regards to that. You can go ahead and check that out on Twitter as well. Mahmood states, Would love to see an Halo 2 Classic throwback tourney, even if it's FFA. I will literally come in 8th in a Halo 2 Classic FFA and still have so much damn fun playing. Love it. Love it. Dizzle states, Halo 2 Anniversary could work if they add new maps and fix it for two-shot beatdown. Logix states, Halo 3 would be a foolish move in my opinion. A lot of us aren't on board with it. What should have happened was year 3 of Halo 5 should have done like no sprint, no abilities, nerfed Halo 2 BR starts or something. And then the end of year 3 should be a new Halo game. I would play Halo 2 Classic, but not Halo 3 or Halo 2 Anniversary. And finally, Tagernacko states, Disagree, Moses. Halo 2 Anniversary is good enough, but Halo 2 and Halo 3 would be best. Agree. Halo 5 wouldn't generate much. What do you got, Will? What do you want to see? What do you want for the next couple seasons of HCS? I want them to continue with Halo 5. Okay. Explain. Um, the haters are going to hate on this one. I'm just kidding. Let me finish my statement here. I'm sorry. Continue with the, with the Halo 5 scene. Keep those events going. They need more events than what they have now because there is a giant lull between, between events and it's hard to stay hyped and want to keep going with it. Um, they need to broadcast these 2Ks more often if they want to um, bring in more viewership. I say along with running... Halo 5 consistently, you have, I like what he said, that um, the Ultimate Master Chief Tournament, once a year, hold a tournament for where players compete on an MCC, where it has a span of maps and, and um, competitive game modes from the previous games. And just have a giant tournament every year, it could bring in a lot of hype that, you know, all these players can return once a year to compete to be the ultimate master chief competitor. I like it. I like it. I would watch it. Even though I'm not a fan of the master chief collection, having that one hype event for the 
that community that loves it so much would just be amazing. And that could bring back light to that the, the Halo community because that's what the community would be interested in. And other people might come on board that way because of these events. And that way, if they want to continue with Halo 5, that's still going on. Go check that out. But once a year, have this giant event just to pull people in. I think you need to clarify what you said because you said you're not a fan of MCC. I don't think that's what you meant to say. I did? Like, I'm not, so, I'm, I've, I'm a fan of the, the MCC update. Yes. Right. I, I like what they've done with it. It's great. I don't know where I said it in my statement. So I think I you're just to... used to Halo 5 being the competitive Halo right now. Yeah. Which is, yeah. So I would, like, personally, I wouldn't be a fan if they went strictly back to Halo sure. 2A, Halo 3. Yep. Um, would I still watch it? Yes, because it's Halo. Right. Um, but I think, yeah, having that one event a year would be amazing. Bring back a lot of interest, bring back a lot of hype for these players. And then that way, it could it could draw players over from Halo 5. Sure. The new people who don't know about that. It could bring in the old people who have dropped off. Which it already is. Yes. With that 2v2. Exactly. And maybe this is what they're testing. Maybe like, that's... Yeah, like they said. So... We'll see. We'll see what we'll see what happens. We shall see what happens. What do I want? Yeah. What do you want, Josh? We kind of talked about it. Well, I would be fine if they did. You're right. They need more events, and it's it's shitty that the two Ks really don't mean anything right now. I mean, realistic, they didn't really mean anything from the get go. It's just more tournaments for people to compete in and for us to cover, which is nice and I like it and it's great, but it really doesn't mean anything anymore. You know who your top teams are going to be, but they need what, what I believe they need to stop doing. Oh, you placed first at NOLA. You get free entry into London. No, you placed first at NOLA. Good for you. Keep competing because the scene's consistently changing. Will laying down the goddamn law right now. I love that's, it. That's what I want. I love it. That's actually a really good point. I didn't even think about that. You shouldn't get a free pass considering how well you did at the last event. You should still have to work your ass off and prove that you're still the best. I understand it for worlds because sure. that's what you need to do. Yeah, those are they qualification have points. Qualification points for yep. regions. But exactly. they carried that format over into HCS, which yep. doesn't make sense to me. No. Um, and what I was also hoping for that we didn't see uh, was Pro League didn't come back. We don't have a pro league right now. It's it's literally online 2Ks that are not every week. And then LAN events split up like three LAN events total, right? Bring back pro league. We need it back. Like you guys were saying, we need matches casted. We need this back. I miss the pro league more than anything. It gives teams a reason to keep rosters locked. It gives them a reason to keep competing together, and it makes it so you have a constant stream of content. Remember last week when we were talking about um, the was it the owner of Noble, right? Yeah, saying that that players don't have enough outreach, enough content. Right, out exactly. HCS is partly to blame because of that. The HCS doesn't have a lot of content, the, so they like. I'm just gonna fucking say it. The HCS used to have a dedicated podcast. 
They used to have an official podcast. It was called HCS Listening. It was months that they went without putting out an episode that we decided to seize the opportunity and make our own. Because we wanted it. Exactly. And obviously, you guys out there wanted it too, so that's why we continually do it, right? We constantly try to have something to talk about week in, week out, because we want to have a weekly show. It makes it so people remain engaged. That's the whole point. If the HCS doesn't have things to keep people engaged, then what's the point? It's the whole reason why I miss Pro League so much. We need it back. It was a constant thing. It w- there were matches. You know what? I know we we fucking we talked about earlier. I don't. I, I'll say it. One more. I'll I'll bring them back into this story again. The Pro Battle League does matches twice a week. Okay, that's what the Pro League used to do. That's what we need back. We need something to constantly have people engaged. That's what I'm going to say in regards to that. Now, what games do I want? Okay. I would be, like you guys said, I want progression, not regression, right? Myself growing up with Halo, I would love if they went back and did throwback tournaments. That'd be fucking cool. I'd watch the shit out of them. I think it'd be great. All this hype, nostalgia, blah, blah, blah. But I do agree. It wouldn't necessarily bring in a lot of new people. I don't think it would. Because people are so used to this advanced movement now, right? Now that so many other games are doing it. So, you keep Halo 5, right? Bring back Pro League with Halo 5, okay? Include more maps. Game modes are fine. I think we're good on game modes now, right? We got our oddball. Bib works pretty well. Yeah. Yeah, we have our CTF, our Strongholds, our Slayer. I think we're all right. I still think I'd like to see King of the Hill. Because Yeah, that's that that's a different strategic yeah. than strongholds. Exactly. And I get why they made strongholds, but I want that one point that constantly moves around the map. Strategies need to continually change, rotations need to continually change, so on and so forth. Bring King of the Hill back. I'm gonna say that. So, what do I want? Step one Halo 5 Pro League is back. Okay? Week in, week out. Casted matches, rosters stay together, things are good to go, everything's great. Bring in King of the Hill, add a couple more maps, tweak as you need to, but everything's there ready to go. Two, more LAN events. We need more LAN events, period. And also, I really hope that the MLG partnership continues. Because clearly there's people there, clearly there's viewership there, and... We, we need that to remain. Then, also, what you could do is, during a quote-unquote off-season, right? These usually, what, there's a month or two between when the next season actually starts up? Sure, yep. In that time frame, then you can have your throwback tourney. And it would more than likely be Halo 3. Yeah. I'm just being realistic here. Based off our fucking poll results, 53%? Yeah. It'd be Halo 3. And I want it to be 4v4. Have all these old people come back. And not only that, but since it takes place during an off-season, you have an opportunity for these people who did compete in Halo 5 to go back and compete in the game that they might really just want to play in and not it being Halo 5. Right? Sure. Then when the off-season's over, do it all back up again until Infinite comes out. That's what I want. Okay. 
feeling good. Yeah, no, I definitely can agree with you on all the Halo 5 stuff staying in the Pro League coming back with more matches per week. And um, basically, like you said, that tournament that I was, if they wanted to do like a... I, I really like the idea of a like a fully encompassing a full one? encompassing like the master chief like you're the fucking sure. top and it's you you're the best of the best. It'd be pretty crazy to see. Yeah, will they do that? Probably not. But yes. You know what though? Now that you fucking say it, I just remembered something. There was an all-star match that we talked about weeks ago. That they uh it was all in Halo 5. Yeah. But they used the the throwback playlist, the anniversary throwback playlist from Halo 3 for a mm-hmm. couple of the matches in that, yeah, in that series. Yeah. Didn't the casters? Yes. They were all like, "Yeah, I'd, I'd get it back into that." It was amazing. I, I because the VOD wasn't on YouTube, so the Twitch VOD went away unfortunately, but I loved that. Yeah. So See, there you go. If it was an all-encompassing thing, yeah, it'd be a bitch to cover. But, oh my god, it'd be insanely fun to watch. Completely agree. Yes. All right. I think that does it for our main topic. Thank you again to everybody that uh, put a comment in. But I'm getting ahead of myself. We got some shout-outs. First and foremost, shout-out to, again, everybody who took the time to vote and comment on the most recent poll. We greatly appreciate it. We love having this conversation with you guys. So please, when we put a poll out, when we put a question out to you guys, if you feel free to leave a comment, leave a response, we're more than happy to report on it on the show. Because we want to include you guys. It's a conversation. Also, shout out to everyone who shared their information with us in regards to the Pro Battle League story. Without all of your hard work, we wouldn't have a much we wouldn't have a much larger story to share. I said it a million times before, I'm gonna say it again, you guys are amazing. And thank you for shining a light on this situation. Will. Yep. I kind of did a cop out on this one. And I apologize. But what do you That's got for some community creations? <laughs> we got me Monday. Go check it out on Reddit. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry, guys. It was it, it was a long. Yeah, it was long getting in, getting all that information into the show. So next we've, week, we'll have more. We've had a very busy week with everything that's been going on. Yep. It, it shouldn't be an excuse. I should step yeah. my game up. But yeah. Please know that I do think about it. I do look out there. And I appreciate everything our community does and looks out. And if you guys want to make suggestions, yes. join the Discord because we have a community creations channel in there. We do. So, yeah, another plug for our Discord. But it's amazing the amount of information exchange in there. Get in there. Yeah. Just join it up. It's pretty awesome. Yep. We're in there every single day. Will. Yes, sir. It's about that time. It is. That time near the end of the show. Where we've already talked about everything else we need to talk about, and we're about to close everything out. But before we do that, do you think you could do something quickly for me? I bet I know what it is. But are you sure about that? I don't know. You should tell me. Plug the show, please. You can find us on your favorite podcast services. Just search for HCS Pro Talk. We are on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Podbean, Spotify, and much more. Just search for HCS Pro Talk. Leave us a review if you'd like, and let others know about the show. I am still reading those YouTube comments, so thank you for those. Any uh, and all criticism is appreciated. Yeah. Um, like we've said many times in the show, join our Discord. Join the community conversation. It's great. Um, we do have our Xbox Club, our Spartan Company. Just search for HCS Pro Talk. And also, you can find us on your favorite social media sites. Um, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. 
again, HCS Pro Talk for all those sites. What if somebody's favorite social media site's uh, MySpace? Um, yeah, that's uh, we're we're not on that one, so uh, I'm sorry. Friendster. What Friendster? Friendster? I never used it, but it was it was around during mine. Like I think during MySpace or before MySpace. Message us on AIM. I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh my god, AOL Instant Messenger. Please no. Oh, those junior high days. Oh, so good. So good. Well, you can we're we're on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, and Twitter. That's our main ones. Yes. We uh we read as Will said, we read every mm. comment, we take everybody's opinion into account. So yeah. Love you guys. That was great. Alright. Will, what's next episode look like? We need to nail down a time with this guy. We do. So, I'll, reach out, I'll reach back out to him. Yeah. I know he's a busy, busy man. He's a busy man. But on our next episode, we're, we what do we got? have scheduled Mr. Mark Onset Hatcher to join us for an interview. Yes. So look for that. I'm excited for it. Me too. Um, we're doing, you know, it's not all just going to be straight HCS. We're going to have, have some other questions in there, but yep. yeah, it's going to be a good time. Like we said, it's if you watch the YouTube show Hot Ones, it's going to be kind of like that style of interview. We don't want to just talk about Halo stuff. We want to talk about other personal items in life and whatnot. Give them a little deeper look into the person that is on set. There we go. But yeah. Um, this is usually the portion of the show where we ramble a lot. And that's probably going to happen as well. But quickly before we close this out, just want to state this. The Pro Battle League story that we talked about today was the first that we've ever done of that kind. Okay? It took a lot of people and a lot of man hours as well to gather all that information and provide it in the best way that we could to you. Now, there are things that we left out because there are things that we don't have proof on. And I wanted to report on stuff that we have proof on. That's the whole point. Okay? So please, like I stated earlier... If you're still listening right now and you've listened to that segment, go out and do your research as well. There's still probably plenty to this news story to go on, and there'll probably be more that we're going to report about as time goes on as well. But we do this, like, not to sound fucking, not to sound stupid or anything, but we do this for you guys, right? We, If a news story comes out like this and it affects us directly as well, obviously we want to report on it. Something wrong is happening. And we want to shine a light on it so hopefully it gets corrected. Nobody deserves to go through the shit that they're going through if they're in that league. And like I stated before, on behalf of Will and myself and HCS ProTalk, we will no longer be covering anything PBL related. Matches, rosters, anything. Unless it pertains to this news story that we already talked about. So, for Will and myself, thank you very much for listening. We greatly appreciate it. We'll be back next week with that Missed the onset interview, which is going to be fucking exciting. Can't wait. Again, thank you very much. We'll see you next week. But until then, bye bye. <laughs>